We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio, 9290 The Game and 9290Game. <laughs> Sam Crenshaw along with Chris Parker, Day Day Lewis, other side of the glass tonight, uh, with us here in the studio with nine floors up here in Midtown Atlanta. Into our second hour, the 8 o'clock hour. Got a couple of scores. We, we, we got wow, way down to South Georgia. Bainbridge is playing Thomas County Central. Good ball game here. Bainbridge, 7-5. to five. 5. It's in the first quarter, not first inning. <laughs> you know, we see that. See that. Acuna hit another grand slam. Yeah, you think about this. Make it five. Yeah. Seven nothing. Collins Hill is up on Brookwood. That is the first quarter score in that one game. Seven nothing. Central Carrollton up on Hampton. That is a second quarter score. Dunwoody seven nothing on Shambly. Uh, that is the first quarter score as well. I, I got one. People Which, might be interested in. Okay. North Cobb fourteen. Buford seven. Whoa. First quarter. Wow. That's the yeah. first first quarter score in that one. We'll and this will be Buford's first game this year playing against the Georgia team. A Georgia opponent. They're yeah. the first one for this year. Um, speaking of Georgia opponents, you guys watched, you know, last week we uh, we had Dr. Robin Hines come in on the executive director of the high school, uh, Georgia High School Association. And we talked about a number of topics, you know, with them. And one of them was about NIL for high school age. And, boy, people got alarmed when we talked about that. We put it uh, we put it there on the social media and this. On the on the Twitter page there, if you want to check it out, obviously on mine, it's obviously on on Coach Parker's. If you want to hear what he had to say, we want to follow up on that and some more things with someone who's a friend of the show who's joined us a number of times. Uh, who doesn't mind talking about topical things when you don't have the fancy scopes, uh, fancy lights going off in the stadium? They're going off a lot tonight. They're going off a lot tonight. Yeah, <laughs> ask him. <laughs> How's it going over there, Kurt? Kurt Miller, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Y'all downgraded from last week's guest. <laughs> we definitely did, but that's okay. Jade hit a home run every time, Kirk. Got to hit some singles. How's it going out there at Oconee tonight? We're doing good. Had got a great crowd. We're up uh, twenty-three to zero, uh, just starting the second quarter. So we've had two uh, two tough weeks uh, playing at North and then playing at Central uh, Clark Central last week. But our guys are guys look focused and uh, start off strong tonight. Wow. Well, great. We always like to come with you with things that are topical. Let's start, first of all, with the thing that you are really directly involved in, and that's classification. Um, that's coming up very soon. What should we listen for? What do you expect? So, obviously, we haven't had a meeting yet. Uh, you know, as always, there's, there's topics that just that come up every, every, every cycle. Um, it's, you know, what is going, what's the multiplier going to be? What is going to be the, 
the cut number for every class. Um, obviously, this year we're changing from seven classifications to six, so that's going to make things a little bit more challenging as far as, you know, what, what are the size of the classifications, what are the size of the regions, um, and then, you know, what does single A look like? Or are we going to split private and public in single A? You know, the multiply or uh, the out-of-district number, if they've been at that school since fifth grade or been in that feeder since fifth grade, they're not going to count against the multiplier. So there's a lot of things we've got to discuss and, and hash out. And uh, so, you know, we'll start that process Thursday. We were supposed to start it this past Wednesday, obviously, with Hurricane Adalia. Uh, we moved that meeting just because of some of the some of the committee members and, you know, um, the school representatives weren't able to make the trip in South Georgia. So we wanted to make sure we provided a, a safe environment for them to come. And obviously, it's an open meeting. So we'll see what happens Thursday. Reclassification is always a big topic. And it is a little different this time because of shrinking the classes. We, there's not a lot of precedent set for that. You see a lot of states adding a class, including we've done it several times. Yeah, what's, what goes into the thought process of shrinking? I guess that I understand this, but for anybody listening wondering why are we doing that, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, there were some concerns from the legislature and, and, and uh, outside of Metro Atlanta for travel uh, and, you know, the amount of time some of those teams spent on the road. You know, our, our state's growing, so it'll be interesting to see how long we stay with going back to six. Um, I'm a, I'm a, personally, I'm a seventh classification guy. I, I, I like that. Um, gives more, more schools an opportunity. Yep. But, uh, but you know what? I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a challenge for us to put this thing together, and I'm looking forward to it. Spending time here on the High School Scoreboard Show with Kirk Miller, with Dr. Kirk Miller. Uh, he's assistant principal, athletic director at Oconee County High School, and always uh, so gracious to join us. We're talking about things uh, topical. He's, he's in a great mood because it's his, his school and his team is winning tonight. Having a great night, so we're going to talk with him a little bit. Last week, I don't know if you had a chance to hear what uh, Dr. Robin Hines had to say about uh, a proposal that will be, um, you know, put before the board here in a very few few weeks um, about NIL for high school age student athletes. What are your thoughts on that? Some people think are horrified of it. He seemed to feel like it's not not a big deal, and it's going along with a trend nationally, really. Yeah, I, th I think that you know, anytime something that's picking up steam across the nation, um, it, I, just personally, I think that's something we need to jump on board with. Um, you know, if not, I think you're looking at ramifications outside of the schools and outside of the GHSA that we probably don't want to get involved in. And you know, with the NIL, you know, there's not going to be the student can't wear the school jersey, they can't mention their you know, they play position at a certain school right. and be on campus. And, and, you know, it's just that that student athlete's name, image, and their personal likeness. So it's it's nothing to do with the school or anything like that. So, I mean, if that's something that they can capitalize on, I, I don't really see the harm in it. Um, some of these some of these student athletes are going to go on. And if you remember before the whole NIL, some of them couldn't even go get a part-time job outside of their season. It was against NCAA rules. So if they can make money and, and still be – you know, compete at a high level as student athletes at our schools. I just don't see an issue with it. I commend you guys for taking on these tough issues because we do want to be at the front of these things, and it's it's an issue. Yeah. And and people hear it differently in the headline than what it really is, and so the education of what the rule actually is uh, is important. So anybody listening needs to understand, right, Kurt? That this has nothing to do with anybody building a super team or having some kind of collective or anything like that to paying people to come to a school. The eligibility rules still apply like they always have. Absolutely. And, and, you know, there's still a piece to this with NCAA that, 
um, that, that we're trying to work through with the GHSA to ensure that that whatever we implement is works works with what the NCAA allows. And so, if there are, you know, a, a, let's just say a, a school goes rogue and starts doing those things that they're not allowed to do, then they're going to put those student athletes in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Not only out, you know, when they leave high school. But they're going to put themselves in jeopardy as far as the GHSA goes and being eligible for playoffs. And so we just want to make sure that, you know, there was something that we were potentially going to propose last fall. And Dr. Hines pulled it back just to make sure we don't there's, – there's not you don't get an award for being first in something. You, you want to make sure you get it right. right. And I think he did a very – he was very diligent in making sure he's speaking with the legislature and, you know, every, his, our attorneys and, and everybody around, especially other states, see what what is our best fit for Georgia and I think what he's going to propose is, is the best fit for Georgia. Folks you're hearing the voice of Dr. Kurt Miller and he is social you can find him on Twitter uh, at Kurt underscore Miller 30. Hey, Kurt, what? Sam I, I want to ask Kurt I saw because you mentioned the social yeah, yeah. tell him what it is because I want it, them to see to hear this so it, they can it, go to it. Well it's Twitter or, or, or is it the X or whichever one is whatever it's called or whatever yeah. it's called but, but it's, it's uh, at Kurt underscore Miller three zero. Okay, so you go there, and I saw Kurt, and it might have been a little while ago. He had one of those big hats. You seen these big hats, Sam? I mean, a big hat. Kurt, tell him about the big hat. What's the big hat? Yeah, we try to do something. Man, we're about student engagement here, and so we try to do stuff every year that just gets our students and teachers engaged. Oh, look at this thing. uh, (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Where'd you find it? He didn't even let you answer. It was so obvious. So if you're not seeing Kurt's big hat, you see what Sam's natural reaction was. Go ahead, Kurt. We got one coach that uh, put one on, and I didn't even know a difference. But anyway. But but no, we we, uh, contacted Noggin Boss. That's who makes those. And uh, they obviously, the more you order, the better deal you get. And so we ordered a bunch of them, different colors and and uh, they're actually hanging up in the athletic office like uh, it looks like uh, Toy Story, really. They've been fun. They've done an awesome job at O'Coney County of doing different things that engage kids and students and make it fun to hey, be I a part to, of. I, I commend I you for that, a, Kurt. Thank you. I want to give you a, our athletics Twitter, which is where the light show later on will be posted. It'll be at OCHS underscore athletics with a capital A. Okay. Go check it out. Yep. See the big hats, the fancy lights. The fancy lights, all them things. <laughs> all that. Uh, Dr. Kirk Miller, we always appreciate you taking some time uh, to come and talk about some great topics as far as high school athletics uh, across the state, especially high school football, but all high school athletics around our state. We thank you for the time. Hey, I appreciate you guys, and uh, go dogs and go Georgia Southern tomorrow. There he goes. There he goes. There he goes, folks. Got Dr. Kirk Miller joining us. Uh, from Oconee County, where he's excited. They got big hats and bright lights. All them pretty things out there at school. Uh, Continuing uh, later on, coming up next segment, we're going to go over some scores, get you updated on some games. And then our school day's guest is going to come up. We're going to talk about Marietta High School and University of Georgia legend Rex Robinson will join us. That school day is coming up later in this this hour. You stay with us here on the Scoreboard Show. High School Scoreboard Show here on Sports Radio 1990 Game and 1990Game.com available everywhere on Odyssey.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Radio 929 The Game and 929thegame.com. Welcome back inside our studios here in Midtown Atlanta. Nine floors up. Sam Crenshaw, Chris Parker, Day Day Lewis, other side of the glass tonight. Um, and some scores are going on. We figure right now we get you updated on some of the scores and what's jumping off the page to you right now, Chris. North Paulding 21, Kennesaw Mountain 0. North mm. Paulding jumps out second quarter. How about the game that's on GPB? Cedar Grove just scores to go 19-14, to leading over Westlake. In the second quarter. It's been a track meet. I mean, both these teams are really good, but Cedar Grove a 318. Okay, yeah. Westlake has done work on 7A competition the last couple of weeks. You think these 3A teams are looking forward to getting in that region schedule with Cedar Grove? Mm, Man, yeah, they look good. Yeah. 19 to 14 right now. I'm seeing some games that are turned around here. You said Buford was down early. I'm seeing now Buford's up 17-14. They're playing that game out at North Cobb. Druid Hills. Uh, off to a 2-0 start. They're playing an unregion schedule. As we mentioned, they're up 14-0 on Burkmar. That's a second-quarter score for the Red Devils, uh, which is big for them. Yeah, Burkmar, uh, new head coach, Andrico Hines, who was the offensive coordinator at Langston Hughes last year, mm-hmm. set the state record for most points ever scored in a season ever. Any class, any season ever. Goes to be the head coach at Burkmar. Uh, I was excited to follow them. I mean, still building that program. Got a ways to go there, but that's, that's been a tough, tough program at Burtmore. But I'm excited to follow them and excited for Druid Hills. That I know you did, you spent some time at Druid Hills this week. Spent some time at Druid Hills this week there with Coach Frederick Green and the job that they're doing. And he's uh, they're very excited, got kids upbeat, and they're going to try to do what Shambly did. They're going to drop back, play non region schedule, and hopefully in the spring out there and sustain some success for those teams. Um, let's see. We got Eric Slaughter who is out in Paulding County. Let's check in with him right now. Sports Radio 92.9 The Games, Friday night high school scoreboard show. This is Eric Slaughter live at the Boneyard at East Paulding High School where we are at the end of the first quarter and we got a ball game. This is a high-flying affair. The score is currently East Paulding Raiders 14, Hiram Hornets 7. 
This is going to be one of those games where whoever has this ball last might come out on top because both offenses have showed up here to play so far tonight. And special teams has really been the difference of the game. We had a muffed punt by the host Raiders, recovered by the Hiram Hornets. One play later, whoop, 32-yard touchdown. It's going to be a good one tonight here at East Paulding. I'm going to go back to the studio with Sam and Chris. But right now, Eric Slaughter wants to get your score. At the end of the first quarter, Raiders 14, Hornets 7. All right, thanks a lot, Eric, for that update. And what do you think about that score so far? We talked about this game and why we expect it to be a pretty good one tonight. I expect it to be a really good game. I expect it to come down to the end. Both offenses really good, both well coached. Uh, that cannon's going to go off a few more times to Eric to position himself yeah. somewhere away from that cannon because that thing gets a little loud. But um, I, I think both teams are going to score and it's going to keep the game pretty close. Um, other, where, other places I'm looking at, Cedar Town's up 10-7 to on Sequoia in the second quarter. Uh, another game with two different classifications. Cedar Town, a really good 4A team. Sequoia, 6A team in the metro area. So, you know, you're going to see more and more of those kind of scores the next um, week or two. All right. All right. Day-Day Lewis, you, what, what game are you checking out over there? You see a score that's jumping off the board to you? Yeah, actually the Douglas County McEachern. Um, Douglas County, 17 nothing over McEachern. Of course, you know. Well, McE what does that game say to you? What does um, that score say to you? You know, uh, to me, for me, that tells you that tells me that um, Douglas County Coach White. They, I mean, that first of all, I don't know if you guys, either of you guys, got a chance to see them this summer. They are talented, um, young, and that's the thing about it. They're, the talent they have is actually pretty young, especially on both sides of the line, offensive line and defensive line. Um, so, and we we got a chance to see McKeatron in the Corky Kell Classic. We know how talented that team is. So. For the score right now to be, you know, them having McKeatron held with no points on the board, that tells me that, that that Douglas County team is a lot, you know, the talent that I saw, it's much better than probably what the eye test told me. No, Douglas County's really good, and they're established, you know. Coach White's been there now several years to mm -hmm. build the program. Uh, Coach Reed at McKeatron, first year. Yeah. And they come out the gate with a tough schedule. You know, play Brookwood, lost by one point. tough ball game. Tough ball game for um, them. You know, they go to Langston Hughes, tough game. Uh, now they're playing Dulles County, who's an established program. You know, McEachern trying to find their way. But one of the proud programs in Georgia, and so you're going to see them bounce back eventually. But, yeah, that that day day's right on that. I'll tell you one that stands out to me right now. Jefferson, 35 to nothing over St. Pius Whoa. Whoa. at the half. Wow. Um, you know, Jefferson got bounced in the first round of playoffs last year. Yeah. Uh, the last, and last year they played Oconee County in the week, and they'll play Oconee County next week. And last year, Coach Nolan, who was longtime coach at Oconee County, they lost Oconee County. And then they lost in the first round of playoffs. And those two losses, and really, it really did not sit well with them. <laughs> and uh, I think tonight you're seeing a, a Jefferson team with a little purpose. Yeah. Yeah, and next that. week they play Oconee County to get the chance to avenge that, and then they're going to get into their region schedule. But Clark Central really good in that region too, so some good times coming. But thirty-five nothing at the half. Pius hasn't been down thirty-five nothing at the half very often. No, to anybody no. at really, their place. At their place too, absolutely. We got Coconut Creek, Florida. I see a 14-14 score with Gainesville. That's the second quarter score. You talked about Gainesville taking on this team from Florida, and they got them up at their place tonight, and they got, look like that's a game that's going to be a good one going into the second half. They're tied at 14 right now. Lanier up 14-0 on Johns Creek. Kale up 14-0 on Pope uh, in the second quarter uh, for that game. Yeah, if you're moving around the state a little bit, Colquitt County's up 13-0 on Tift. Stevens County up 10-7 to 7 on Flowery Branch. That's second quarter. 
Camden County, 14, Glenn oh, Academy, know. nothing. Some of these South Georgia teams I'm bringing up, Sam, because they've had a tough week. Yeah, they have. Now, they some have. more than others. Some have had to cancel games. Some have had to reschedule. Whatever. But the teams that are getting to play, I'm telling you, because I've been a part of some of these. It's You may think it's not that important and maybe they should wait and all that, but it's important for those people to get back out there and do some normal things, take their mind off of it. You know, obviously a uh, rough week in South Georgia, a few places with the hurricane. And I'm excited to see that so many of them are getting a chance to go out and just get to play some ball tonight. Rich out, reached out to a couple of coaches and someone we both know, Coach Maurice Freeman uh, down in Brooks County. They're not playing tonight. And last time I checked with them today, they don't have electricity or water yeah. right now in that area. So they're not playing tonight. Wayne County and Appling County are not playing. They rescheduled for next Thursday night. They're going to play that game at Appling. Uh, Bacon County at Berrien not playing tonight and canceled last night. Winter Park, Florida at Brunswick. Those are some of the games that – were not played because of uh, maybe some damage or, or flooding from the from the storm that came through this week. We hope all the best for those down in that area uh, as well as that storm came came through this weekend. Yeah, yeah, hung around that, that section of Georgia for quite some time that day. That day it looked like uh, Dallas County scored again. It's twenty four to nothing. Now it's twenty four nothing. Yeah, wow. That? Yeah, there. I mean. Um like I said, that I, I, again, having a chance to see them this summer, um, you saw the talent. You could see the guys. You could see the players and just look at them and tell that they, they were some studs. But, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're coming out on a mission. I mean, they've been on the brink of, you know, um, you know, they've been right there in the thick of things yeah. with their region. On the right? brink of a deep playoff Yeah, and They've been so, in the playoffs. Yeah, they've no. been in the playoffs. They've missed out on, on winning region. I think uh, they've missed out. Last year, they were in the region championship mm-hmm. race. I mean, literally down to like the final two weeks. Um, and that's a that's a pretty competitive region that they're yeah, in. Yeah, very competitive. So, um, I mean, they're they're on a mission this year. So it's you know we'll see how things go because obviously this is non-region play. But again, to have a, a score like that right now against a team like you said, Coach uh, McKeatron is very. They scored very, again, it, thirty-one to nothing. Oh. Goodness, man! <laughs> what, what is going on out that there? That sounds like a turnover yeah. if they yeah. scored that quick. Thirty-one to nothing. Those County McEachern just wow. updated seventeen seconds ago. All right, um, wow. Kale twenty-one, Pope seven in that okay. same game. Um, there's some good games out there. Uh, Norcob just scored again to go back on top of Buford twenty-one seventeen. Boy, they're gonna go back and forth. It seems yeah. like in that one, they're playing that one up in uh, yeah. up in uh, Ackworth tonight. Well, that's this is what round, this is round three. Is this the rubber match for them? Yeah, they they split the last yeah, couple of years. Yeah, North Cobb upset them a couple of years. Yeah, ago. North Cobb upset them that the one the one year Coach App's first year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and Buford won. North Cobb won that one. Then Buford came back and won. And so I think this is the rubber match for them. We'll be watching to see what else happens with that one as we go along tonight. Let me see. There's another one. Another score I saw. I wanted to make sure I mentioned um, Alpharetta 7-3 here uh, on Cambridge. Uh, boy, how far apart are those two schools? They're right around the corner. Yeah, down the street from each other. The Cambridge was built as part of Chattahoochee, Alpharetta, Milton. Yeah, so yep. um, Roswell tonight leading 21-14 to over Marietta. Marietta, a uh, good football team, and Roswell recognizing and retiring a number of their – yeah, uh, quarterback a couple years ago, Robbie Roper. Uh, Mill Creek up early, 28-7 over Archer. Mill Creek, sneaky good. Yeah. I know it's easy to say they lost all these players well, and whatever. I say, yeah. after, after seeing them in person, I don't know if they yeah. can sneak up on anybody. Well, they're yeah. still plenty of talent. Them old linemen ain't sneaking up on any buffets, no, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good-looking young men, now some big old boys. Now, yeah. you know, you guys mentioned earlier, I think uh, earlier when you were doing some scores, that East Hall. You know what's impressive to me? If they, That's a young program. Yeah. They're only what three yeah, years in? 
Yeah, East Forsyth. Oh no, I'm three thinking East Forsyth. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, they're what three? Yeah, three about three, yeah, three years, years in. in. Yeah. yeah, they probably so, just now have seniors. Yeah, and it's fourteen nothing now. So for them to um, be up, and again, I mean, you know, it's early. Still a lot of football left, but yeah, you know, that's a pretty impressive win if they get that one again. Only you know, only three four years in with that program. Yeah, yeah, we got a second quarter score: Troop Seven, Callaway Six. Yo. And hopefully we'll be getting something here at halftime from Kevin some, Ackleberry. Uh, there's some there. ball being played there now. Yep, yep. Those I mean, two. that's two teams that will compete for the state championship in their classification. Absolutely. Troop and Callaway. I'll tell you another one, Sam, real quick, is uh, the Battle of Warner Robins. You ever been to? Have you ever been to Northside versus Warner Robins? Haven't been there, but I know. Yeah, I don't, I've never been to that exact game. I've been to the stadium, you know. And um, they say it's crazy. Yeah. Northside yeah. and Warner Robins. Both of them got new coaches this year. Right now, Northside winning 14-5. to 5. In the bottom of the six. In the, bo- um, in the bottom of the six. <laughs> but they got, see that. Warner Robins got five. Got five. Safety and field goal, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're watching that. Well, no, well, I'm looking now. I got a score up now. I'm looking at the, at the stream. It's 21-5. Oh, 21-5. So Northside scored again. Northside, yeah. Warner Robins up 21-5. Got a minute 21 to play in the second quarter of that game. So we're approaching halftime. We're approaching halftime in some of our games around the state, and we look to have some – uh, some contributors checking in with us with some halftime updates here in the next hour. So you want to make sure and stay tuned and listen for those. Um, and right now, I guess we head for a break. We got school days coming up. We got a very special guest we, th- we think you're going to enjoy hearing from. We got a kicker. We always, a kicker? We don't always get kickers, man. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the best that this area ha- has produced. And uh, legend Marietta High School before going on to University of Georgia. We're going to talk some with Rex Robinson. You stay with us as we continue. It's Friday night. It's the High School Scoreboard Show here on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. It's that time in the show. Glad you're with us for Sports Radio 929's Game High School Scoreboard Show. Sam Crenshaw, Chris Parker. And, yeah, we always enjoy this time. Someone who, who played the game and lived this Friday night experience. Just get them to reflect a little bit, especially once they get a little removed from it. They accomplish things at a different level. You know, people sometimes they, don't ask They about still it. like to talk about their days in high school. Well, yeah. And we got a first tonight, Sam. Yes. A first. Yes, we do. We've had, all, we've had quarterbacks. Running back, yeah, receivers, defensive line, offensive line. We, I don't think we've had a kicker. Have not had a kicker. 
right. Who we got? First one. We, 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 had, we had a punter. We, had, we, we, we had, did have a punter. We, we had, did he count as a kicker? Had Drew Butler. Yeah, we punted. Well, he punted, and, and, he, and he was a kicker in high school. He was a punter, though, for the name. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. We're going to give Rex the, the, the inaugural okay. title for that. Yes, yeah. yes. Rex Robinson joins us now. Uh, welcome to the Scoreboard Show, Rex. How you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? We're doing great. We got you on. Man, man I am honored to be the first kicker. Yeah, don't I let Drew no Butler. Idea. Don't let Drew Butler tell you that he's a kid. He was known as a punter. Okay, you're you're the well, first. Yeah, kicker. I mean he was a, he was a very good uh, high school kicker, but uh, he was, yeah, he yeah. went on he went on to great fame with his punting, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk we obviously you product of Marietta High School, a proud product of Marietta High School, and a great football program there. Thoughts about when you think about Friday nights uh, there at Marietta, what comes to mind for you? Well. You know, you and I uh, are about the same age. I was born in 1959, so I was an eight-year-old kid in Marietta, Georgia, when we won the state championship and uh, in '67, and um, uh, that that stood for a long, long time as the only school in uh, Cobb County that had won a, a state title. Um, and my brother and sister were actually in school at the time. Uh, my brother had just graduated in 66. My sister graduated in 68. So um, I was at a lot of those games and watched a lot of great players that went on to play. A couple at uh, Georgia Tech. Um, one went to, to Georgia for a while. Um, and so it was fun to watch those guys um, even getting up a couple of years later, Friday Richards, uh, playing, watching him play. Coach Friday. And then getting going out to uh, going down to Florida and having a great career. So. Um, a lot of tradition and really l- learned to love Marietta Blue Devils uh, at an early age. Rex, was there any one moment that stood out? Was there a time when you kicked the field goal to win the game or anything that stood out in your time there? Well, I'll tell you, I have to give a shout-out to a coach that is, is no longer with us. Um, but Sam may know this name because he was a tennis guy, and his name was Ken Carter. Yeah. Um, very, very uh, well-known tennis coach at Marietta High School for a long, long time. But he was the eighth grade PE teacher. And there were times when we would, um, you know, I'd kick around in, in class, you know, if the weather was good. And eighth grade was the first year I had played organized football in like five years. Uh, baseball was my first love. And but actually broke my arm the previous year. So it got me back into football. And um, Coach Carter was the first one to ever tell me, boy, whatever you do, you keep kicking that football. And it just meant a lot to me. And I was able to tell him years later that, you know, how much that meant to me for him to, to, to think that there was an opportunity there for me. And then Coach Ray Broadway was my head coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, was very supportive and made some decisions uh, and suggestions for me that really meant a lot and helped me to have the opportunities that I did after high school. But as a 10th grader, um, I played JV, and I had a 51-yard field goal against North Cobb. Yo, and, 51. Yeah, and back then in ninth and 10th grade, I could kick it a long way, but I never knew where it was going. And that is still true for a lot of young kickers that were mm-hmm. are strong, but just haven't quite gotten the technique down. And uh, I do coach a lot of guys, uh, and that's always a, a good sign when they have the explosiveness, but just need to learn how to control it. But um, that actually got some some attention, and 
uh, Sam might remember also, Don McClellan for Channel 2 came out to Marietta High School the next week to verify that his 10th grader had actually kicked a a 51-yard field goal. So they came to practice, and I had to do it over, do it again for for the cameras, and I was able to. It took two or three tries, but... I did it again for the camera, and it was on the news that night. And I think that was kind of what got me started in terms of having some some notoriety and and uh, attention because recruiting was not like it, it is right. now. It was, you know, you had to do something different or unique to get noticed, and uh, that, I think that's what started it for me. That's what was interesting to me, Sam, was that I know how recruiting for kickers has changed immensely in the last 20 years. Rex can talk about that. I can only imagine it was – People weren't even thinking to go recruit the hallways for kickers. So Marietta's right. on the cutting edge by doing this, yeah. by encouraging a kicker and then getting opportunities. So that that's interesting. Rex, what what do these guys have now that you're like, man, I wish I had that? Well, I mean, there's just no getting around the fact that they are so much better um, at an early age because they do have the opportunity to get some instruction. Uh, there are so many kicking camps around all over the country and – uh, a lot of competition at those t- types of things that create um, opportunities for guys that were just never there 40, 50 years ago. And um, I actually took some time off from coaching those guys because they were so focused in on the national organizations that mm-hmm. uh, actually hold out the hope of helping them get a scholarship. And my main focus has always been just to try to help the, the guy get better and to help his team on Friday nights. So um, I, I've dropped out of it a little while, uh, maybe four or five years. But in the last two years, I've, the, the phone has started ringing again. And so, um, you know, I've maybe got a half a dozen guys that I've worked with this year and, and looking to uh, make contact with more folks um, as the season progresses because there's always young guys that come out for the first time, you know, ninth graders, tenth graders. And, uh, you know, it's always good for the coach to have a pipeline <laughs> coming yes, behind him. Yeah, yeah, folks, we'll please be spending some time here in our school day segment with Rex Robinson, accomplished so much. Yes, uh, he's on the national championship team at University of Georgia. The dogs are kicking off tomorrow. He won the national championship in 1980. He's not once but twice a Playboy All-American coach. Yo. But we're not going to talk with him about that tonight. Why not? We, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no I, I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. Uh, uh, the, the statute of limitations have run out, so I think I'm okay. But. I'm going to say that uh, Caleb Williams and Bryce Young and some of them are jealous that yeah. Rex got that opportunity and they didn't. Yeah, because that's not around anymore. Uh, talk about your, your, your style of kicking because it was still a relatively – New thing in, in the 70s. Uh, a lot of the guys you would see in the NFL were from other countries that were soccer right. players that were able to to kick. So talk about just a soccer-style kicker. I know the guys at DeKalb, where soccer was big, you know, your Kevin Butler's, your Chris right. Gardakis, and those guys. But thoughts a little bit about that time period. Well, I, um, for whatever reason, was, was really – really good at kickball in elementary school uh, at Westside elementary school in Marietta and was just, you know, noticeably different than, than the other kids. And so when, you know, 1966, seven, eight came around and, you know, Jan Stenerud and Pete and Charlie Gogolak and all these guys started coming into the league. Um, you know, we, we had uh, Falcon season tickets when they first came to Atlanta and, 
So I would see these guys on in person and on television, and I started trying to imitate what they were doing and um, just basically self-taught for a long, long time. And I actually did it both ways. I would kick straight on sometimes and kick soccer style sometimes, but, you know, I could just kick it so much further uh, soccer style. Um, like I said, I didn't always know where it was going to go. Um, and I also punted through high school, but um, it, it was just something that I enjoyed doing. My Both my brother and sister were much older, so I just did things that I could do, you know, on my own. And that was one of the things I enjoyed doing. Yeah, yeah. So what do you take from, from Friday nights? What what from the things, the lessons you learned through the Friday night experience? And, and Chris and I usually ask everyone who's been on with this that you kind of hold on to today. Um, some things that, that you learned through the Friday night experience, be it the camaraderie, you know, be it the, 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 the you know, the things of being accountable and responsible, or just there and being part of the excitement and knowing the community in Northcutt uh, Stadium is such a special place uh, for a football game on Friday nights. Well, again, you know, there's so many places around the state that um, uh, that have that kind of tradition. You know, it's a small town. You know, Marietta is much bigger than it was then, but but you know, always having that that community um, that um, kind of revolved around Friday nights and the football team, and it's still true um, at Marietta, and I know it is all you know different places around the state. And to grow up and then to be a part of it, you know, my my couple of years on the varsity. Junior year was kind of uh, average year, but our senior year we were ten and two, and Andy McCollum was um, the quarterback, and we graduated together. And um, we had a really good team. And Coach Broadway had told me that I had a chance to play on the next level, so all I needed to do was kick. I had been a defensive, a backup defensive uh, tackle. Uh, all the way through high school, and he said, you know, you're, you don't need to, to do that. I don't want you to get hurt. And so I get a lot of flack because they retired my jersey, and it's number 70. And you know, a, lot of the young, <laughs> a lot of the young kids say, man, what kind of number is that for a kicker? But um, but kickers have all kind of crazy numbers now, so you never know. But, um, but just to finish on a positive note like that, the only team that beat us um, our senior year, 1976 season, was Wheeler. And you remember how strong Wheeler was back in those days. That was with, with Coach, Coach Bucky Kell, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, ne- they never won a state championship, but they always went fairly deep in the playoffs. And uh, just some great, great players that went on and played in college. And uh, um, so we, you know, lost to them. Uh, both both pretty good games, um, one in the regular season and one for the region championship. So that was tough to swallow, but it, it was a really good year. Yeah, I'm looking at the schedule. His memory's spot on. So yeah, um, <laughs> they lost two games. They were ten and two, and uh, both games close games lost to Wheeler. Uh, <laughs> looked like a great season though. Several oh, absolutely. Uh, really close absolutely. games. Several good teams. You talking about some legends they played against and around his had to have been a good time to to be a Blue Devil. Norcut Stadium was great then, wasn't it? I love Norcut Stadium. One of my favorite places to go. Well, it's a very unique spot, and, um, you know, they've renovated it in the last few years, and so it's a beautiful stadium. Uh, but it's always been uh, very unique because of, the you know, being kind of closed mm-hmm. in and, and the streets. Um, uh, it's just very uh, um, cozy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, 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 there, there is. There's nothing like it around that I'll I know of. I'll tell you this, Rex. 
is cozy when you're on the Marietta team. I was right, always on the other team. It wasn't always as cozy. My memory's a little different. <laughs> well, coach, where did you where did you coach? I was at Sequoia that time. We played okay. Marietta a few times. Yeah, we played them in the playoffs in '04, and we yeah. won at Northcutt. One of the best wins we ever had. Really? But they well, did. I coached some. Yeah. I know. I knew Sid uh, pretty well, and I coached some kickers from Sequoia. So. Yeah. We, fact, kicked, we actually kicked the from field Sequoia goal. beat Marietta. We kicked the field goal to beat Marietta in the. Um, I coached that kid. Hey, well, I appreciate that, Rex. You did a good <laughs> job, man. <laughs> that happened twice to me. A McEachern kicker beat Marietta, and then that Sequoia kicker uh, beat Marietta. So yeah, it happens. Yeah, we appreciated you. <laughs> we appreciate you spending some time tonight. People want to reach out to you. If somebody's listening. They got a young, they got a young person that's. Uh, that's a kicker and wants to reach out to you. How, how are people getting in touch with you? Well, I tell you, my primary focus these days is photography. I do a lot, lot, lot of family photography and portraits and headshots and different things like that. And uh, I've been in that for you know four or five years. Um, but um, I'm really easy to find online. Uh, you know, my website is rexrobinsonimages.com, and um, but I'm, I'm. You, I know you always tell folks that I'm that whoever's on with you is social. I'm not super social on Twitter, okay. But I'm very social on Facebook and I'm very social on Instagram, okay. Um, so I'm easy to find and uh, would welcome the opportunity to talk to anybody about either one of those things: photography or uh, working with a young kicker. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we thank you for spending some time and just talking about your school days. Uh, it's great conversation, and to me, it's time well spent. And you, you know, you certainly deserve it. And uh, thanks so much for spending some time with us tonight. Thanks, Ray. Yes, sir. I appreciate it very much. All right, that you is, guys take care. You too. Now, you too. Now, uh, great story, man. Had the people come out as, as on a JV fifty-one yarder. Fifty-one yards in 1970. What four? Yep. Well, the JV. 1974, 51 yards. Yikes! Some people kicked it twice. They could have kicked it, <laughs> pick it up, kicked it again. It wouldn't go fifty-one yards. <laughs> Uh, just, just a great, just great spending some time. Great story. All right, we got some folks ready to check in with us at the top of the hour. We got some updates from some games, some halftime updates. That's coming up. You stay with us for more of the scoreboard shows. We head into the nine o'clock hour. Here was Sports Radio 9290 Game and 9290Game.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.